0: Welcome back to More Than My Size. It's your host, Nimade. And Alicia. And we're so excited to have you guys back for another week. Uh, Alicia, how's your week been?
1: Um, it's been pretty busy. So if you guys don't know me, I do run a store called AP Young Beauty. That is my cosmetic line. So I've been busy restocking inventory, getting new product in, trying to get the site updated, all sorts of fun, fantastic things. And the store opens April 1st. Uh, So I hope you guys are ready to shop. And I also recently launched APY Thrift. So in between keeping that stock and getting people's orders and packages out, I've been pretty busy, but I will
0: count it as a blessing yep definitely uh same here just been working a lot and trying to get like my website together with all of my things it's hard not to be all woe is me but when you're more of a content creator trying to put it all into like words and phrases and marketable and things like that so it's been interesting
1: totally understood and you were recently like Living your best
0: rich auntie life because you were where doing what? Ugh, it was amazing. I spent all of February, most of February in North Myrtle Beach, um, just loving life, loving life. I found an amazing deal on a condo for a month, like a quarter of what it normally costs. And every day I opened my doors to ocean views. Uh, there was an indoor pool, bars, like, oh, it was the best. it was it was the life I know I was meant to live you know you know no imposter syndrome it was like yes this is where I should be I feel like
1: that's where I should be too but these children tell me otherwise but you know it's okay you know it's okay I will live vicariously through you and be a little envious um but I'm glad that you had a great time and I'm glad you are back safely. So today we're going to dive into this topic because we kind of left off with this topic on our last episode if you've had opportunity to watch it. Um, Interestingly enough that episode drops tonight because it is Sunday um, where we discussed um, pay me what you owe me. Basically like not having a fear of asking to get paid and compensated for jobs that you do, whether it is in private sector or whether it's in digital content creating, knowing how to ask for your price. But during that conversation, um, the subject of friends came up. Um, and I think we even had this conversation sort of when we were talking about the fearlessness, but I had shared that I had had people in my circle who weren't necessarily my friend. Um, looking back at it, you know, they spent a lot of time Picking me apart and telling me all the things that I needed to change about myself. They never saw a positive side of me a positive light and they did not honestly think that I could really accomplish a lot of things and um, It made me, you know, in hindsight, looking at some of the friendships that I have maintained, I realized that who you keeping your circle circle is really, really important. You know, now that I'm in my 30s, my circle is so much smaller than it was when I was younger. Um, But it took growth and maturity and to really understand my value before I could really understand like everybody's not for you. And there's usually signs that they're not for you. So um, have you ever had an instance where basically you realized somebody was not your friend?
0: Um, yeah, I have. I mean, I think that it's something that we all go through. Um, <clears throat> And it's interesting now that I'm older, I definitely get why my mom always used to say, it's better to have four quarters than a hundred pennies. And that is the absolute truth because ride or die friends are the best. Um, I've definitely had my share of frenemies. That's what I call them. Friends who are also enemies um, in the past. It's something that I make a point of not having in my life anymore. Um, I don't know why I entertained it when I was younger, like in my 20s and things. Like, even though I knew like this person was friendly with me, but was also actively like not supporting me, like you said, not supporting me, putting me down, not really having a true friendship. I don't know why I allowed the facade of friendship to continue. It's Like I said, it's not anything I entertain now. Um, I think we do that sometimes because of naivety.
1: honestly, like I've maintained friendships long-term and literally recently just ended a friendship within the last year or two, because it took me a while to like really see, even when my other friends could see that this person was problematic in my life. um, And people would be like, no, at she's not for you, blah, blah, blah. And I just kept trying to see the good. That is my problem.
0: Well, I mean, I feel like that is different because I've definitely had those situations as well. But I also feel like that's different from like, active frenemies like where you know that Mm. they're not really for you even though you're like fake friendshipping, you know? Um, Those I used to be okay with when I was younger and now I'm just like, no, we don't need to pretend like we're friends if we're not friends.
1: Right, and sometimes I found that more of my frenemy situations occurred like in shared social circles. So like maybe somebody I was friends with was friends with the frenemy and I basically was only around them, tolerating them because of the middle friend that was in between us. Um, yeah. For me, I found more of my space there, but I, I never considered until I was out of my situations that I actually had friend of me. So like that one instance with the guy who I'd known since I was about 19, he ended up being a friend of me and somebody who came to my wedding. You know what I mean? And like, w- it was very involved with my daughter and it, it took me a really long time to really like see it for what it was. He was a friend of me. And even with the young woman who I recently ended their friendship with, we, you know, I thought we were friends and it turned out we were really friend of me, but I didn't see it like that even though my friends did. Um, but when I was younger, I definitely probably tolerated it more knowing that they were the friend of me just because it was like, like, I only put up with you because so-and-so is your friend. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's so important though, to keep yourselves around people who want to encourage the best, uh, when I was younger. My mom, your mom had a quote with my mom. So we share the scripture with me, um, Second Corinthians 15 33 about do not be misled, bad association spoils useful habits. And my mom used to say that to me all the time, and I would be like, mm, you know, roll my eyes. But after going through some situations, I realized that's absolutely correct. People don't understand the while you may not think you are susceptible to peer pressure, right? Especially when you become an adult, you're like, oh, I'm, I've grown out of that. People fail to realize how sometimes people's energies and personalities can heavily influence your mood, your personality. And if you're not careful, it will begin to kind of infiltrate who you are. So if you have people in your circle who don't support the things that you do, and I don't mean like they have to shop with you because I get like, my friends are not necessarily my target audience, but do they speak life into what you're doing? Do they at least share a post? Do they tell you that they're proud of you? Do they not refer to it as your little business? Or do they tell you like, girl, I'm proud of you. You know, I'll keep going. Or do they tell you to give up every time you turn around? Um, do your friends offer constructive criticism, not tearing you down, but saying, "Hey, listen, you know, we were having this conversation. You had a problem, and I just noticed that maybe if we, if you did this, this might be beneficial to you." How do your friends approach you when it comes to your care, whether it mentally or emotionally? If you don't have those types of friends, if you find yourself surrounded with people who emotionally drain you or make you doubt yourself or make you feel like what you're doing is not important or it makes you feel less than or you even find yourself shrinking around people. Because that's another big one. If you begin to find yourself having to tone down who you are because of a friend, is that really the type of person you want to keep in your circle?
0: Right. I mean, and speaking of your circle, my mom, she's great with the quotes, one uh, she always said that I definitely remember as well is, show me who your friends are and I'll show you who you are. Mm -hmm. And that is a huge run on multiple levels. And it's definitely actually something that I've been thinking about more recently because I'm, I mean, it's easy to think about that in the terms when you're younger, like, you know, be around good kids, blah, 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 blah. But as you get older, some of us definitely... Like I'm working on changing where I am in life, you know what I mean? Uh, We'll say, I don't wanna say leveling up so I don't wanna be like, oh, I'm moving up in the world. I'm just changing, I'm shifting the path that I'm on. Um, And with that shift usually also comes a shift in friends and mindsets and it's very interesting because I think for me anyways, um, you don't ever wanna be like, oh, now that I'm with these new friends, I'm not, you know, too good for these other friends. But there is also some things that do come with being with a different group of friends, as far as like things you can talk about, um, experiences you can have. You know, especially when you think about getting more successful. You know, things that you could do with new friends that you may not have been able to do with other friends. And then for me, then I feel like there's like some guilt in there because you don't want to think, you know, oh, I'm too good for my other friends. And that's not it at all. It's just that you're shifting, you're changing. Have you ever had to go through that? I mean, like, and I still have lifelong friends. I have friends that I will always have no matter where I am in life and things like that. Um, But there are some friendships, which I guess are not as deeper friendships where I'm just like, uh. Well, see, I'm
1: more careful now between calling somebody a friend versus an acquaintance. Um, and I'm of the mindset that like when a person's like really my friend, friend, and we've really been through some things like your, your family, like my best friend, she's my sister. I call her that we've been friends for like 20 years. So like, she's not, you know, at this point we've been through it all. Um, but I've certainly have had friendships kind of wane or fall off. And there's this quote that's been going around on Instagram. That's like, you don't have to end a friendship on malicious terms. Right.
0: Just
1: because I don't want you at my table doesn't mean I don't want you to eat. Right. It, it, not only is that I don't want you at my table, maybe you don't want to be at my table. And I also have to let you be free to do that. When people move in different directions in their life, whatever it may be, um, it just happens naturally. I know when I first got married, you know, it was an adjustment for me to really transition into life-life and understanding that, that freedom that you once had to just kind of do as you want it. Um, doesn't exist when you have a partner because now you have to talk to your partner. You're not just doing things because you feel like it. Um, And it was an adjustment. Like my friends kind of like, some of them just dropped me because they just felt like we had nothing else in common. Like, yeah, you're married now. Like, you know, before it was like, yeah, we all have kids. You know, we all had children by that point, most of us. And that was relatable. But if they were without a man or a husband, like me getting married almost like sealed the deal, where they stopped inviting me places because they just didn't think that I would want to go or I wouldn't be interested. And it hurt my feelings at first. And so they, you know, explained what their reasoning was. Um, And I just realized, like, if you're really my friend, you're going to be able to rock with me married or not. No, I'm not going to be able to, at a whim, run off to Africa with you. But I also wasn't doing it anyway, because I have children. So in terms of my ability to move around and get out, like, my husband doesn't hold me hostage. Like I wasn't under ball and chain. Like you didn't even give me the opportunity. You didn't talk to me. You didn't communicate to me. You just made an assumption and a decision for me. Um, In hindsight, I recognize that some of that was jealousy. You know, some people just having been in their own situations and not achieving marital status. I've had people tell me that they couldn't believe I was the one who got married out of the group of friends because like you weren't like, cause I, you know, everybody know me. I'm a little mouthy, you know, I'm a little mouthful <laughs> of you? No. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but also, you know, I had some friends, and we talked about, um, who kind of, because I was the larger one in the group, because I was the biggest one in the group, saw me as like this sidekick, maybe, you know, as the like the person who kind of is like the compliment to the main character and to me shifting into a space where now I was in a marriage or you know I was doing this, that, and a third, they were uncomfortable with that. It was like, how dare she grow outside of the expectations of what we placed upon her? Right. Um, And that's a tough thing to swallow, especially when you feel like, oh, I thought we were close enough or we were friends enough where this wouldn't matter. Yeah. You know, but you can't always account for how somebody else might feel about you, especially if they're not willing to communicate how they feel about you. I will say I do appreciate, um, I've had two instances, three, probably at this point in my life where I've had three friends and I'm still friends with two of them now express that they were jealous. And I know that that had to be a hard thing to come forward and say, um, and one of them I was absolutely floored and shocked because I would have never imagined it like she's just confident, talented, brilliant, like that there could be any of that brewing. And it did take her a while before she came forward and said anything. Um, but the fact that she talked to me about it, we could address it. We could talk about it. She, That's I was right. able to hear her and we were able to move past it. If you're not comfortable communicating with your friends, how you feel like you need to be assessing why you're friends with that person. If you right. cannot be honest with your feelings, and I think just like in marriages or relationships, that communication is key. I think the same thing matters in friendships.
0: Yep, I agree. And um, it's interesting too because I'm one of those people who wants people to like me just because I think I'm a likable person, not because like oh, right. you want to like me, but oh, thanks. <laughs> but um so when I was younger and someone wouldn't like me I would really take it personally I'd be like well what did I do like what is it about me that they don't like like blah 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 and as I've gotten older I've realized a most of the time the person who doesn't like me like I don't like them truthfully um we just don't match. okay spicy <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the truth like it's interesting because People really act like everybody has to be friends. They don't. There are just some people who just don't mesh and that's okay. Um, I especially see it like, cause you know, I watch a lot of reality TV, but you see it with the housewives. Like sometimes your personality is just, you're just not meant to be friends. You're meant to be acquaintances. You're meant to say hello and goodbye. And that's as deep as it's ever going to get. And that's okay. Other people's one of the best things about getting older for me is that i don't internalize everything the way i used to yeah um and it's amazing like i don't take everything that everyone does or says around me personally to me in fact for the most part i think it has absolutely nothing to do with me like that person that's wilding out maybe they're having an awful day and something you know triggered it Like that person, like most people are self-involved for better or for worse. I could talk a lot about the for worse, but we'll stay on the for better part for now. The better part is that because most people are spending their time thinking about themselves and how they're walking through life, they're not really putting as much thought into your actions as you think they are because they're busy thinking about their actions with somebody else. Everyone's busy thinking about their own actions with other people and not really you. So once you realize that and you stop the part of the cycle where you're busy worrying about how they feel about you, you can let it bounce, let it roll and keep moving. And it is fantastic because it really, you know, it's, it's them like your personalities maybe just don't mesh or maybe the way that they perceive you because that's the other thing, everybody is looking at life through their own, own special lens of perception. That's another thing that's helped me like, who because they're gonna perceive it how they perceive it and how you want them to perceive you, how you want them to take in your actions, your words, All you can do is be as clear as possible and all you can do is know the intent with which you navigate through life and navigate through situations and past that it's literally out of your hands how someone else sees it and you have to be okay with the fact that sometimes people are not going to understand either because they don't understand because they don't want to understand and you also have to understand that sometimes you're going to be the villain of the story. Because what you need or want doesn't mesh with what they need or
1: want. I did an IGTV a few months back about everybody has been the villain in somebody's story. And a lot of people found it hard to digest. But when I'm just like everything you just said, like perception matters. So it didn't matter what my intention was, what I did or didn't intend if a person receives it a certain way, that's how they feel. That's how you've made them feel. You are responsible for how you've made them feel. What they do with those emotions is totally up to them. And if you bring it to me and I address it for you and you were still determined to feeling a way about it, then that's on you. I will. Always, you know, I didn't always believe in apology. I won't lie. Like Especially I was very much like, I'm not apologizing. Now I do apologize because I understand that whether I meant to hurt you or not, if it hurt you, it just did. Now you can either hold on to that forever or you can let it go.
0: But, um, okay, so really quick on that one, because the apology thing is a tricky, is a tricky one. So in those situations, because I'll see it a lot where people was, you know, the famous sign from Nini, like I said what I said, um, like people want people to apologize for things, but they're not always sorry. And so sometimes the apology is, I'm sorry if my actions hurt you, but that doesn't mean I'm sorry about what I did. And exactly, and I'm that, sorry if my words hurt you. That's more or less you, like where I'm
1: it. going with it. Like, yeah. not apologizing for what I said, because I Does meant anyone it.
0: ever call you out on that and be like, well, you should apologize for what you did or what you said? And you're like, but I meant it.
1: Yeah, I've been called, called out on that. And I've totally, uh, and I tell people like, that is your opinion. I cannot literally apologize for an action that I'm not sorry for. But I can't apologize if I've made you feel a certain way in response to whatever that action was. But this is why when I have conversations with people about closure, I always tell people closure does not come from somebody else, it comes from you. You have to decide that you are ready to close that whatever pain hurt it is that you've encountered. Um, One of the things that I've learned is sometimes people are committed to seeing you a certain way, whether it's true or not. And um, I definitely experienced that with that friendship with the, the homeboy who was just committed to seeing me as forever being this high school dropout who was ratcheting and loud from you know, the urban city of New Haven. Like the way he viewed me was very diminished. He had a very diminished- And there's
0: nothing you can do to change- Right, and it, it didn't
1: it. matter that I was growing before his eyes, I was evolving, I was mothering, I was I had another child, I was getting married, I was expanding my career. Like it did not matter that the person he knew when he first met was not the same person seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years later, and he couldn't let it go.
0: Um, but some people are. And that's committed- on him, not on you. Right. And the problem so- is, a lot of people take it on them, but it's not yeah, on them. It's on the other person. Projections. And I'm like, at the end of the day, if you
1: are committed to, to seeing me in a certain way because it makes you feel better about yourself, you're going to do nothing to change that. Because as long as you can hold a piety over someone or feel better or elevate it, some people are going to hold on to that feeling as long as possible because it's not really about you, it's about them to have to acquiesce or to have to admit that like, all right, this person is not really what I was making them out to be requires humility and accountability. And that is something people struggle with. Like, I just had this conversation with somebody yesterday, uh, Lorna from System of Curves, and we talked about people blaming, you know, it's the attack of the enemy. Like um, the devil's working hard, but sometimes it ain't the devil. It's just, your chick is coming home to roost me. <laughs> like right, your right. decisions, your choices, like everything right. is not an attack a spiritual warfare on you. Are you being accountable for the yes. things that you're saying and doing? Are you just literally reaping what you sow? Like, and people have a hard time with that because to be accountable is to have to admit, like That's I true. did something out of pocket or wrong, or I've been handling things in the wrong way. And humility is a hard thing. Um, well, it's, it's a hard
0: hum- thing. It is. And it's even hard too with the whole, um, you know, are your is what's happening because of your actions and the whole um, being a villain in somebody's story. Like people don't want to hear that their actions are hurting other people. Well, your average person, your average person who's a decent person. Yes. Um, and they want people to agree with them, but that's just not how it always is. And you can't always like, nobody in a situation sees themselves as the villain. And if you watch a movie, you will even see usually the villain thinks that they're doing the right thing, but we know that they are the villain. Or if you wanna take it to real life circumstances, when you look at like terrorist group, they're not thinking in their minds, we're going to be evil, awful terrorist groups. They're thinking, my religion is the best my country is the best everyone else they is have wrong. A cause, and i'm what going to mean? show them right everybody most people because there are the, there really are some straight up evil people but yeah. most people are not navigating through life thinking how can i make someone else's life worse. Right. how is someone else even in our politics today well no matter what side people are on they're not thinking like oh i want to make their life better they're thinking This is my cause. This is what I believe is right. And that's how they're navigating through through life. And sometimes those things create negative impact on other people's lives, but it's not because they're setting out to be villains is because better for some is never better for all. So that's why it's most important when you're making your life decisions. And we talked about this a little bit with one of our other um, things about listening to the voice Right. Knowing your voice. That's why it's so important to listen to your voice and do what you want to do. Because when those roosts come to hatch, is that the phrase? Your roost comes to hatch? Show your eggs. To roost. <laughs> the what? When the chickens come home to roost. All right. When, <laughs> you, when your chickens come home to roost or when you're dealing with the consequences of your actions, instead of being like, oh, the devil is coming to get me. It's like, oh, these are the choices I made because I wanted to, and these are the consequences. Because I've had situations like that where I've made a choice and I'm like, this is the choice that I'm making. And they may have some bad bad whatever, but this is the choice I'm making. But the standard, like don't later and I that's like, the thing. I I tell my kids all like, the time, I tell my kids all the
1: time, no matter what decision you make, there's a there's consequences, whether good or bad. Yeah. So what you get is going to be a direct result of the choice you make um and that applies you know in well into adulthood not just for
0: children it applies for everything people just don't like that accountability but you have to have it. you people don't want to hold themselves accountable to anything negative that comes from their words or actions There's always something negative that comes from your words or actions. You just may not always see it. And when somebody turns around and says, hey, this is how your words impacted me, or this is whatever, at that point, you make the decision to either say, well, I meant what I said, but I'm sorry that that was the outcome, or, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it like that. Let me clarify. But you don't get to say, oh, well, you're wrong. And talking about this, you can tell I'm a little triggered, because I was recently, reading a thing about someone who um, was upset about people being offended um, by something she did. And she's like, oh, well, blah, 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 get over it. Like that's not, mm, that's not, you don't get to tell someone what they're allowed to be offended about and not offended about. You can tell them you're sorry your words offend them, but you mean it, or you can fix your words, but you don't tell them that, you can't tell them that they can't be offended by something. Yeah.
1: You, can't, you can't control how other people react, right? or how other people perceive what you've said and done, um, I'm forever not apologizing for certain things. Like even right now, just in the whole fat community, me discussing weight loss, um, yesterday somebody was triggered um, by something that I didn't even do. So like I posted a picture of myself um, in a jumpsuit. And I was like, I was cute yesterday. And for people in the comments, they were like, oh, this is really cute. But some people felt like I was showing off my weight loss, which I wasn't.
0: Well, uh, mad. Why are
1: well you mad because
0: there are those cares. in
1: the plus community who feel like, and I have a whole blog article that's scheduled for next week that's coming out about my unpopular opinion about fat health. But there are a lot of people, fat activists, you know, people in these communities who feel like before, healthy, before and after pictures are unhealthy. Um, celebrating weight loss is wrong because you're basically saying a smaller body is more acceptable. They have all these different reasons. And there's definitely plenty of people who do not feel that weight is associated with health. I can get into that all day long, but they post, I posted the picture. It was not about my weight loss. Like I just really liked the jumper and it was like, Cute, like that's it. I didn't hashtag it or anything. And so, a couple of people sent in my DMs. One was she was just asking, like, "What are you doing?" I know you said on your post the other day that you weren't going to share what you were doing, but tell me what you got going on. And she actually created a before and after picture. Like she found one from like <laughs> December or January.
0: And and I'm amazed by the time people like, have sometimes. But okay, like, do you see
1: this? Like, do you see what you look like? Like, what are you doing? And I'm yeah. like, okay. But the other young lady, she was just kind of like, I kind of feel cause she saw the story. So the day before I had shared the story in the same outfit and I was just like um, talking about the quality, of the fit of it. And I was just saying how like I got the larger size because sometimes I still have a hard time understanding I've lost weight. Like I know that I have, yeah. but I still want to shop the largest size in the store. And so it ended up being bigger and baggier on me than it was anticipated or how it was supposed to fit. It was like falling down the front. So I'm like, yeah, this might be going to APY thrift sooner than I thought. And she was just like, I mean, it just feels like you're kind of putting out there because I I shared that I was going to go work out after five days of not being able to work out. I was bleeding half to death. Yeah. And I'm like, those things are not synonymous. Like my working out is not about weight loss. Like it's right. literally about how my body feels. Um, And me sharing that something doesn't fit me properly would be no different than if I did a haul and I'm trying on clothes and I'm like, either it's too small or it's too big. It only makes you uncomfortable because it's too big now.
0: Right. You know what the thing is though, and I mentioned projection before, and this is classic example, people follow you. I mean, you have a large social media following for themselves. So actually this is a merging of two things I mentioned projection, and how full of themselves, how self-centered everyone is. So when people follow, and it's true, like people, because they always say, you know, people might forget the things you do, but they don't forget how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. And that directly plays into who we follow and why. We get something from following them. The problem is that the people we are following aren't putting out stuff for us. Most of them are putting out their lives, which encompasses different parts of it, which might also mean a change. Maybe they, over time as people do, grow and change. Maybe something they said a couple years ago is no longer how they feel because life has changed them. That's okay. But the problem is the people taking in their content become upset that that person is no longer giving to them what they're tuning in for Mm -hmm. whatever it's making made them start following them made them start you know believing them watching the journey it's because was a certain reason and that person also made them feel a certain way now that that person is changing they're not getting that from them anymore and instead of graciously bowing out and finding someone else who does they decide they need to check that person on how they're living their life we're not Out here for your consumption. Just because our lives are out here for it, it doesn't mean that we are producing for you. We're living our lives and inviting you on our journey, wherever that may take us. Bingo.
1: Like, I, when I had gone to that panel a few years back on um, Plus Fitness at TCF, and some of the women on the panel were sharing how they had to create separate pages for their fitness because their audience wasn't like with it, they were upset, they were offended by it. And I'm like, imagine me not posting what I want to because it's going to offend some people who follow me like I didn't create this page for you like first of all namely I use that page in conjunction to advertise my blog business whatever Um, if you happen to enjoy the content yay I'm really happy about it if you don't enjoy it hey that is your personal choice and opinion I'm not forcing you to be here I'm not offended when people unfollow yeah. I get people, hundreds of people unfollow me every day and I don't even see it unless I go into my insights. Right. Like I don't see yeah. it because I don't, like I'm not there to care how many people follow me. Either you're gonna get something from my blog or what I write about or you're not. I think the most important thing is I need to be honest in my narrative and I can't condition it to fit what makes you comfortable.
0: Well, um, I think there's so- unfortunately also a lot of social media and influencers who aren't like that. Their purpose is getting followers. They strategically want to know exactly what you want them to produce so they can produce that and get more followers and grow. And hey, there's nothing wrong with that. If that is your life, that is your your brand because you're an influencer. Like to me, those are people who I think of as like influencers. Like that is their job. It's a modern age marketing. And for them, they need all the followers so that they can make themselves more influential when they're talking to brands and things like that I get it do you boo but the problem is that people take in that content and then expect people on the other side of it like us who are just sharing our journeys but have other purposes right um, they expect us to want to cater to them the way the other ones do and then when we don't it's a problem I always tell people like you must be new here
1: when these kinds of things come up because I'm just like If you, because if you've been following me, you know who I am, you know who I am. So it's nothing new. Um, But the thing I did say yesterday and my stories in response to that is I'm never, if I do decide to celebrate my weight loss, never going to be sorry for that.
0: Right. And I apologize. if
1: you can carry around 500 pounds comfortably without pain, I applaud you. But I couldn't. And it was hurting me. And I'm relieved that I lost some of that weight. I've seen so much improvement on certain things. I'm not apologizing for that just because it doesn't fit the narrative of, you know, fat positivity or fat activists. First of all, I never asked to be a fat activist. I never said I was fat positivity. Right,
0: right. I'm
1: very positive about people in their bodies and being comfortable. I am pro-autonomy. That's it. Yep. Like... I don't want anybody dictating to me how I should feel about diet culture, how I should feel about healthcare. Like, because my experiences are going to shape how I feel about it. Do I take into consideration other people's experiences? Absolutely. But it doesn't make it law. Um, so when we talk about diet culture, like, and how dangerous it is, and so much, I totally agree with that. However, I'm not the person who sees a before and after picture and I'm triggered by somebody else celebrating their loss. Because if you feel good about your smaller body, that does not indicate to me that I need to feel bad about my larger one. Because right. now I'm making it about me and it's really not about me. Like, mm, yes. And so when I see people do that, I'm just kind of like, this is just selfish. This is not about you really caring about that other person's mental health or what they're doing to themselves. This is because it makes you feel bad and you feel triggered. And while I respect that everybody has triggers, the world is not going to coddle your triggers. Yep. So don't like the fact that I even give trigger warnings, it's a courtesy. It's not a requirement because if you walked into any other person's space of business, office, whatever, they're not necessarily going to care about your triggers and what makes you feel bad. I can't account for everybody's sugar. You might be triggered by the fact that I'm black and you show up and you see me. Oh, no,
0: she's black. like, what am I going to do about that? Yeah, Pete, that's pe- how pe- triggers work anything. And all you can do is know this was before. You can just know your intent and operate from a place of goodness. If, if you're good, if you're bad, you know, do you, but if you're good, just know your intent, operate from a place of goodness and just realize and recognize that that will still be upsetting to some people. And then you decide how you want to deal with that. But that doesn't mean you need to change. That doesn't mean that you're wrong. It just means that they don't agree. That's okay. And that's the thing, like even within friendships, um
1: so you know a lot of my friends are entrepreneurs right a lot of us are in business so we are helping each other along we're in groups together all sorts of things and there are some who are very open to advice. And they're like, yeah, like, do you have some direction? Do you have some guidance? Then there are some who I like to call ask holes. Like you like to ask for feedback, you want it. And then the minute somebody gives it to you, you've got a laundry list of reasons why that's not true. And that's not accurate. Well, that can't be so because A, B and C, and that can't be, so. and I'm like, do you really want the feedback? And I love some of these people. And I'm like, I love you to death, but you're hard-headed. You're not ready to learn. Right. Because um, you're not ready for accountability because God forbid somebody tell you your product is not on 100, like, and it could use some work. Um, that's like, if I get feedback, like you gave me feedback on um, a couple of things before makeup wise, and somebody else gave me feedback on like their eyeshadow topper and why they didn't like it. It's, you know, I don't control the formula, but it doesn't mean that I won't look for a better one. Because I will, if you've told me like this might be more beneficial, I'm going to hear you because at the end of the day, I, I am the business owner. I do want to make the best decisions possible, but you, you can't do that without feedback. Everybody's feedback is not going to be positive. You got to learn how to take from it and apply what you can and toss what you don't need. That's the main part.
0: Take what you can and also what you want. And I think we talked about this um, before as well, is that your everyone's just going to give you opinions. You know, right. even my feedback on the makeup or someone else's feedback, someone could have the complete opposite feedback. Am I right? Or are they right? We're both right. There are opinions. It's on you to decide which direction right. you want to go Right, And that's the problem with assholes is that don't ask if you don't want to no, know. No, assholes just are. want to be told they're right. Right, they just want to be told they're right. They don't actually want your opinion. And it's fine to disagree with people's opinions. I personally, the only time I get annoyed when people give me, this might be my toxic trait, but I don't love unsolicited advice. Um, only, <laughs> Only because, like, I usually know why I'm like, if I'm asked, it's because I try not to be an asshole. Um, and so I have no problems asking for advice. I just don't want everyone's advice on everything. And sometimes it's because I don't value or want your advice in that in that portion of my life. That's why I didn't ask you. So thank you for your feedback, but I acknowledge that your feedback is opinion and I don't wanna hear it. You know, um I'm not, I'm obviously not talking about you because I ask your advice for relationship stuff all the time. You're an ass asshole. <laughs> <laughs> your advice, I ask for your advice, but you know what I mean? Like there are just cer- certain things like I love traveling and exploring. So I'm not gonna ask the person who's only lived in one town their whole life, um, their opinion on me wanting to move to another city so they can tell me all the reasons, no. not to, yeah, like. You know what I mean? Like, so sometimes people, and that's why I have an issue with the people who give unsolicited advice and say, I'm just being honest. Like, no, you're just sharing your opinion which they so didn't. So you're being for. honest about your thoughts. Oh, your thoughts that were not asked for. It's it's keeping it real when someone asks. And when someone asks you your advice, or opinion, and you tell them something they don't want to hear, you are keeping it real. When they didn't ask you, and you just feel the need to tell them your negative advice, or opinion, because you want to get it off your trust, you're being an asshole. And it's That's being all that is selfish, because you it's it's like the people who come see your
1: posts and they're like i don't like that outfit or you're too fat for this or you're like don't ask you and it's like what did you accomplish this well i'm just saying i'm just speaking facts but why do you think that i'm asking you (laughs) what your version of facts are like you tell me something i already know i know that now what what's next right what comes next you're going to give me the advice 100 other people have given before me what are you really i just don't understand that i'm just telling facts like Nobody
0: asked you.
1: Uh, but it's like, if you're just stating facts, don't you think these are facts that I already know because like, I don't wake up in my body. Like, I don't know what I look like. Like, go away. Like, that's not about concern. That's not, that's just you feeling away about what you've seen. And I completely agree. Like, it's not keeping it real. If it's coming unsolicited. That's why I hate folks. The only time I'm ever going to talk about unsolicited advice is usually going to be with a family member or friend. And that's if I literally see them in harm's way yeah, like yeah. something you're doing is going to cause them mental damage or cause them physical harm or somebody around them physical harm then i'm going to intercede and say hey listen i love you to death and i know you're not asking but i gotta tell you i'm right. seeing this and it's of concern but yeah. it won't be for something frivolous like i don't offer relationship advice to people i don't offer clothing advice to people Lord knows when i see things online what are you
0: talking I, about right now
1: uh-huh who are you
0: talking about right me. now that doesn't
1: like relationship advice? But, uh, I, let me tell you something. When I see people posting their relationship issues, I mind my business unless I'm asked, unless it's dropped in my DMs. If you share a story, I'm more than likely going to respond with my guttural reaction. But when I'm scrolling, I see tons of things online and I'm just like,
0: you just keep scrolling. That's what I understand. Oh. Why can't people just keep scrolling? I mean, this coming from the person who had to ban herself from Twitter from getting in fights, but like- uh, <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I just get real feisty on Twitter. I, but I just don't understand why people just can't keep scrolling. Like people are allowed to have their opinions about things. And I understand that some things are problematic, but it's just like, take like if I take an issue with something that someone says I will come to my Insta stories and in the general term, be like, I saw this or someone said this and here's how I feel about it. But unless it's like on a page where everyone is commenting about a certain thing, you know what I mean? Like, let's say you said something that was problematic. I wouldn't be like, or that you, I didn't like, I wouldn't be like, oh, Alicia, I don't like this, blah, 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 blah. I might go on my page and say, uh, someone said this and here's how I think. But let's say there was a third party, like I write for Queen Size Magazine. If they posted something that you said, then I will jump into the comment section right. and have a dialogue about it. But I'm not gonna go into your girl. space.
1: Like if I'm people not gonna go me. in
0: your space and tell you how you think and feel. Right.
1: I'm not, I'm just not gonna do it. And the fact that so many people kind of like thrive off of that, even in friendships, there are people in friendships who will literally like, pick apart what you do, how you do it. Uh, I wouldn't wear that. Didn't nobody ask you to? Nobody asked you. Or, oh, he, mm, he's not the kind of guy I'd be into. Well, you're not me. So that's okay. If you're not into him, like I want you to be into what you're into, things like that. And when those types of things come up in friendship, and this is even something that I had to check myself for, especially when I was younger, because I was a lot more vocal. Like, I didn't have that boundary where it was like, I shouldn't just be offering up my advice. I just- But we
0: grew out of it. Like, I, cause I was the same way. And I think a lot of young people are, cause that's young, that's youth. We grew out of it, that's growth. My issue is with the people who never grow out of it. Like, what's your problem?
1: They have no desire to grow out of it either. Um, But I really think, you know, just to kind of like round out this conversation before we end is like how important it is who you keep around you. Like your mom said, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are because we are typically drawn to people because of some qualities they have in them. Now that's not to say that they didn't have a positive quality that drew you in, but once you learn who a person is, if you feel uneasy, if you don't feel uplifted, encouraged, inspired, motivated to accomplish your goals, achieve something in your life, If you don't feel those things, if you don't feel encouraged, if you don't feel loved, if you don't feel safe and comforted by your friends, they're not your friends. And it's okay to recognize that and put distance between yourself because perhaps that person needs to grow or maybe that person will never grow. Maybe you guys can reconvene later in life, who knows? But if you begin to understand that you have a circle around you that has people in it that don't belong there, you can't be afraid to to remove yourself or remove them from your space because at the end of the day, you want to have the healthiest relationships that you possibly can with people because- People do serve a purpose in your life. I don't care if you're an introvert or extrovert. People do serve purpose in your life. So I'm always leery of the people like I don't have friends. Well, good for you, boo, but I do. And I care about what type of friends that I do have. So, you know, I would recommend my closing recommendation is do an assessment of your circle, do a health check of your relationships, really be honest with yourself and about what do these friendships offer you? Um, and what do you offer in your friendships? And then from there, work on the things that need to be worked on.
0: And also, it's okay if you realize that the circle you're currently in does not fit the person that you want to be or aspire to be, and it's okay to navigate to other circle friends. That doesn't mean you have to ditch your friends. It doesn't mean that you don't care about or love your friends but let's say you want to be an entrepreneur and not a single one of your current friends is an entrepreneur they're not going to understand your dreams they're not going to understand the dedication that it takes they may love you to death and that's wonderful and they're great friends for it but you need to get some friend circles who do want to accomplish some of those goals or have accomplished some of those goals because they're going to understand and it doesn't make you a bad person for wanting to enlarge your friend circle to include other groups that match where you're trying to go.
1: Not no new friends. I think that's corny. I think that's very childish. And people that know new friends, already Drake said it, but we can let it go. Um, Because sometimes new friends will help you become the person you're supposed to become. New friends can be better friends. And sometimes new friends could be just as good as the old ones. Um, But I'm not against new friends. Like I don't believe in that because I think sometimes in order to continue to grow and evolve, We need to invite new sources of energy into our life. So that's on that. Um, Thank you guys for joining us today for our conversation. So of course, we want to hear your feedback. What are your thoughts on keeping your friend circle clean? Um, How do you assess yourself and your relationships with people? And how do you decide when something's worth holding on to versus not holding on to? And of course, we hope you guys will come back next Sunday and visit us again, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of More Than My Size.
0: Thank you guys. Have a great day. See ya.